0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Punch It, writing in Star Trek, episode 97. Hurtling our way toward number 100 very quickly here. My name is Charlene Schmidt, and with me, as always, is
1: Tristan Riddell. And if you were a writer, For a prominent news editorial or a prominent magazine that knew nothing about Star Trek, you would probably say we're warping to episode 100.
0: (laughs) That's so cute. No one's ever done that before, huh?
1: Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Whenever there is Star Trek news that enters into mainstream media, it's just amazing how many times we're like, set phasers to stun because Star Trek Discovery is making its way to the airwaves.
0: My favorite incarnation of that is when they're talking about Trek women and it's set phasers to stunning.
1: Stunning. Yes, yes, yes. That's probably the like Uh, stun, just the general stun. And then of course the stunning whenever somebody looks good. And Mm -hmm. then you have set phasers to fun, set phasers to cool, (laughs) like any kind of adjective, they just kind of put it in there. And as a Star Trek fan, you're just like, oh my God.
0: Can your eyes roll anymore?
1: And also, you find it within your own community too. Like, I am so freaking tired of hearing the red shirt joke. I am just <laughs> so exhausted.
0: It's getting a little overplayed. Yes, yes. However, I am thrilled that Disco Bones is making a comeback.
1: Oh, heck yes. And I think we can probably contribute that to Andy. I feel
0: like <laughs> it's all about Andy. If you don't know who we're talking about, it's First Time Trek on Twitter. She is the champion of Disco Bones. And I love her for that, as well as many other things.
1: I, 100%, I honestly attribute that, the resurgence of Disco Bones, to her.
0: (laughs) It's all her fault, and we love her for it. And if you don't follow her, check it out, because she does a lot of cool stuff. She doesn't do quite as much first-time trekking on her account as she used to. I think a lot of that now is for the Women at Warp Patreon, but she is a co-host of Women at Warp. And she does reviews of new Discovery episodes, which are fantastic. So give her a follow if you aren't following her already. Now, that said, you, sir, are famous. Mm
1: -hmm. Ha! Uh, Well, (laughs) so nothing's changed. (laughs) I mean, internet Uh,
0: famous, but nevertheless.
1: No, it was... uh, Yeah, so what you're referring to is an interview that I was a part of, and it was... Uh, it was really cool because it was I was interviewed by a friend of mine. Uh, you can check it out on thespoilist.com, thespoilist.com. And it's an interview about me and uh, mainly the show Nerd Nuptial, which is the show that I host with my wife. And so it talks about the genesis of my podcasting career, the genesis of the nerd party, as well as the genesis of yours and mine relationship
0: absolutely i read that interview and i had this weird giddy feeling inside because there was my name on the screen and i have that just warm and fuzzy feeling ah, he's talking about me <laughs> i get to be that person and like it's kind of cool
1: it's was yeah it was really cool to be asked by him and and uh, the guy who wrote the the article you can uh, find him on twitter at the spoilist he's really funny and he's uh he's really witty and uh It was just, yeah, like what he does is it's called Podcast Stars, and what he'll do is he'll find podcasters that he likes and interview them about their shows. And so he, uh, because there's not many husband and wife podcasting teams out there, he wanted to get my perspective on some things.
0: Yeah, it's very cool, but you didn't just talk about Nerd Nuptial. You talked about us. You talked about the network. You talked about podcasting at large. It was pretty well-rounded.
1: Well, I tried to because I didn't want to stay too focused, and also whenever you get any kind of attention online, you try to you know hawk as much stuff as you can. So I
0: <laughs> name dropping, name dropping.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, everyone should check it out. You can find it on his feed at the Spoilist on Twitter. You can find it at the website at thespoilist.com. You can also find it if you follow me at the Insane Robin on Twitter. And Char, where can we find you on Twitter?
0: Well, you can find me not giving interviews at Oh the Profanity. Although I'm open to the idea, you know, approach me.
1: Uh, yeah, if you want to talk to us off off the mic and uh, via whatever, uh, yeah. via text or via webisode or whatever video chat,
0: you know, yeah. like you can
1: contact us. Like if you have a publication or an editorial and you want to talk to us about Punch It or the Nerd Party or our previous works or anything like that, you can find us at thenerdparty.com, especially if you go to thenerdparty.com slash contact, select yeah. punch it from the drop-down menu, fill out the form, and uh, that'll, uh, that'll send us
0: a message. Yes, and speaking of feedback, I think what we ought to do today is actually write a story because we went in with the attention last week of doing that, and then we kind of didn't. We had our exploration of 24th century infrastructure and what is life like for the average Joe, and that was a lot of fun. I, I totally dug it. But let's actually write a story today. And you know what? Let's take a listener suggestion. Because somebody on Twitter who has recently started interacting with us, her name is Grace, and is also a fellow Janeway and Chicote relationship <laughs> Gotta <laughs> love her for that. She would love it if we did a Chicote and Lieutenant Ayala backstory.
1: And that is so esoteric, and I love it. I love that it's esoteric, because... I don't think I've ever heard that before like right? when when she chimed in and said like oh you should try a Chakotay and I was like okay well I'm gonna hear Chakotay and Janeway story no it's Chakotay <laughs> and Ayala that's so awesome and we know so little about him that the sky is kind of the limit or, or at least I thought now you did some research on Ayala and apparently the internet knows more than I do so what do <laughs> we know as a fandom about Ayala?
0: The truth is, we do not know much about Voyager's most frequent background character, guest star, what have you. So here's what I did learn, (laughs) or refreshed anyway, because I knew that Lieutenant Ayala was a Maquis officer, so he apparently was Chakotay's right man on the Valjean, so there was that that I learned, but also I knew he had two children, and I found the episode in which That was actually mentioned. It was initiations back in season two. So he has a couple of kids out there. He did get home safely on Voyager's journey. He did not die, a la Lieutenant Carey. And the other thing that I learned is he's had a number of positions throughout the ship as time went on in the seven years. He was primarily security, but he was occasionally on the bridge. And apparently uh, he had command of the ship at one point. So, there's a little bit of command in there, too. So, this guy is a little bit of an everyman.
1: Do you remember when and in what context he had
0: um, command of the ship? I think, if I'm recalling correctly, and if if my memory serves and we know how faulty that is, it was the episode Twisted, where he actually had the bridge.
1: That's cool. You'd think I'd remember that one.
0: Well, right? On. <laughs> Tristan. This has your name written all over it. But... It was one of those things where I think it was just so subtle that blink and you miss it.
1: See, with Ayala, I always felt like Ayala was the Lieutenant J of Voyager, but I don't (laughs) think that's a fair comparison because Ayala got much more uh, verbal screen time.
0: He did actually get to say words, yes. I believe one time he said, yeah, and then he said, let's go. And then I think there was some other line, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was just something like... It's not the, the the equipment's not working, or it's offline, or something like that. On a scene on the bridge, he got a little bit, a little See, bit of talking.
1: That's not even what I was talking about because I oh. completely forgotten that. What I and that's even better because what I was referencing was we've heard the name Ayala a lot. Like he was the go-to oh. name whenever they wanted to mention a non-main character. Oh, like it's the true. writers would just drop in the Ayala name. And yes. we never really, we never heard Jay or Lieutenant J or anything like that. It's
0: true. It's true. We didn't, like, I did not learn that she even had a name until way after TNG was over.
1: Right, right, right. And so it's a, it's amazing. I love seeing recurring background characters. And we've talked about this before. And we've talked about my love of Lieutenant J. And Ayala's yes. right up there because you can point him out. And uh, if you remember his... Uh, his maquis outfit he looks like a biker from fury road like
0: <laughs> it's like he I love has that. huge
1: yeah he has huge shoulder pads on him and it's yeah, just kinda... he has gotta
0: look beefy compared to Chicote. <laughs> like his shoulders just can't measure up without that help
1: now i had no idea he was his right hand man
0: i did not either that was something that i learned but apparently that was the case
1: that's really cool. It's, it's, it's amazing how much of a void he is in my, in my memory, and my knowledge of Voyager.
0: <laughs> well, he's just one of those people who was always there, but we didn't get to know that much about him. All we ever really heard was his name, and we're calling to twist it here. I love the way Neelix says his name, and from this point forward, I may just do this out of <laughs> tribute, is Ayala.
1: Yeah, as he's, he's, he's looking on the doors to see where they are and like, oh, they're like, oh, they're, we're near the personal rooms, the dormitories and everything like that. And he's just like, and Ayala. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because shi- like, if you're not remembering Twisted, it's where the ship really like is getting twisted. So different quarters are on different decks and Lieutenant Ayala's quarters are on deck seven. And how does Kess know that anyway? We had that little plot of jealousy at that oh, time. Well, just-
1: she must be sleeping with him.
0: Of course she is, Neelix, you <laughs> dipped. That,
1: that That's a whole other can of worms there that we don't have to get into.
0: Let's not go there and say that we did. So we're going to write the the story of Chakotay and Ayala getting uh, together, joining forces in the Maquis.
1: So it has to be the backstory. Like we can't write an adventure where they're together on, uh, on Voyager or something like that.
0: Well, the request was to write the story of how they kind of joined forces.
1: Well, okay, well let's just let's let's kind of workshop some ideas here. So like what's let's do that. now with the with the novel pathways, we get a lot of backstory with Tom and Balana and Chicote and how they met, how they got into the Maquis together. And so I feel like if Ayala was gonna be Chicote's right hand man. I feel like he's going to have to be there from the beginning.
0: I agree, which that sort of just kind of makes logical sense, right? If he's going to have that much prominence on the ship and in Chakotay's, in his mind, you know, he's going to have to have that trust with Chakotay. He's got to be around for a while. So Ayala has therefore been a member of the Maquis for almost as long as Chakotay, if not longer. Mm -hmm.
1: Now, Chakotay was recruited by a woman named Svetna, is that right? Svetna?
0: Yeah, something like that. S-
1: something like that. Like a beautiful pale woman. That's all I yes. remember about her. Maybe Ukrainian, something like that.
0: Y- yeah, yeah.
1: And so I'm wondering uh all I'm coming up with is cliches right now. This is totally on the fly. Like I like <laughs> I I've had no As I'd, always. Like, this is completely on the fly. We did not cultivate any kind of ideas or anything like that. No,
0: nah, we're so, doing it right in front of you. So what if
1: Ayala was bef- like what if Svetna recruited both of them and maybe Ayala was even there before Chakotay, Uh-huh. But she felt like Chakotay was better suited for the captaincy of the Valjean. So maybe that could add some drama to the relationship where maybe Ayala was the com- the, the XO. Maybe Svetna was the commander of the Valjean, and Ayala was the XO, and she's like, okay, I got to move on to a different ship or move on to a different mission, and so I'm going to make you the captain. He, she goes to Chikotin and says, I'm going to make you the captain of the Valjean, and Ayala's like, what the hell? Like, I'm next <laughs> right. in line. Uh-huh. Like, what if we had some drama around? That's just an idea. You can totally shoot it down and go, like, no. Uh,
0: I, I would like to shoot it down. I want to go, pff. I'll raz you. I feel like that's a little too simplistic. It's very... Yeah, it's it's very kind of mediocre. I, fine, I go screw wanna, yourself. Whatever. That's fine. I, <laughs> sorry. I love you, Tristan, but I, I want to shoot down <laughs> this idea. I think we can do a little better. Let's keep going. Let's, let's keep developing it. I feel like that's a little too simplistic in a way where... I don't know. I kind of want Chicote and Ayala to be fast friends where it's serendipitous. Fast, fast.
1: I feel like this we have run aground a fundamental difference between the two of us (laughs) is that i immediately am just like where's the drama where's the conflict Uh where's the aggression and you're just like why can't everybody get along man
0: (laughs) this is so true the this is our personalities at work right here yes i want peace and harmony you want friction and drama
1: I'm just like, as a storyteller, I'm just like, let's kill the husband, like let's get this, let's get this kid out of here, you know, uh-huh, like maybe uh-huh. there's a plague or, or something like that, and you're just like, why can't they just share a nice bowl of soup together? You
0: right? What is so wrong about that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's as my, hilarious.
1: As my old teacher, as my old writing teacher used to say, "Where's the drama? Where's the drama?"
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. We have to have some sort of explosive, dramatic story. We need a problem so that we can solve it. That is story structure. I get it. I get it. So going from here then, why is Ayala in the Maquis? Let's maybe explore this because he has two children. Does he have a wife or at least a partner whom he's also leaving behind? Is that person potentially dead? Is he a single parent? Maybe we flesh this out.
1: I like the single parent idea because then his reasoning has to be even crazier for him to join the Maquis because he'd be yes. leaving his kids. And also to the point where we could even see this as he left. Maybe he went to the Maquis for the wrong reasons. Maybe he went. Ooh.
0: What are the wrong reasons?
1: Well, I'm not quite sure yet. Uh, but. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, okay, so, like, everybody, so many people go to protect their families and so, or, like, to protect their, their homes and everything like that. So, him going off to battle, going off to war, going off to be a freedom fighter, and yet he's leaving his two kids at home with no other parent, you know, like, yeah. who does he leave them with? And maybe he brings that up to Chikote, and Chakotay's like, what the hell? Why are you here? What are you doing? <laughs> you know?
0: Maybe yeah. Well, okay, I like this idea where this is a massive sacrifice on his part then. If he's willing to leave behind his children and fight for his home. Mm-hmm. That's how much it means to him. But yeah, why is he doing Okay, and the kids maybe maybe the kids are with Ayala's parents who resent the fact that he's just kind of dumping his kids off on them and he's going off to be hopefully a hero or potentially getting himself killed and they don't like this.
1: I think that could be I think that'd be interesting. It's a little bit of the wharf syndrome, you know, getting mm-hmm. in there, but a little bit more animosity where maybe he says he's like the only way that we're going to be pr- able to protect our home is if I, if I actually go out and physically do something. You guys are too old, my kids are too young, but I'm not. Right. And so, so he
0: feels like he has to step up.
1: He thinks he's doing the best thing for his family, but his parents and his kids do not.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Because then, while Ayala is gone for seven years, how has the relationship dynamic changed? Do his kids hate him now? Do his parents resent him? Or do they realize that he did have the best interests in his mind at heart? And they, they, with the idea that he was potentially dead out there... Do they forgive him and they're just thrilled that he's back when he does come back? Or it's just, well, we told you. We uh, we wrote you off a long time ago, buddy. But, you know, you're here now.
1: Well, I don't think that will apply to this story. I think no, that's no, really no. just kind of d- like a No, no, no. I'm s- Id-
0: just speculating in the future what that might look like. Because there's a few ways that could go. And that would be really interesting, psychologically.
1: I think it would. Because, uh, like, when we, when we got closer to Endgame we started repairing more relationships like with B'Elanna and Tom and with Seven and, you know, like we saw all these fences being mended. It would be interesting to see something kind of on the downturn where maybe, yeah.
0: Or like when they finally had some communication with home, what were those letters and video transmissions like?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that yeah. would be definitely interesting to see. So so that's his that's his backstory on why he left and what he left behind. But yes. how does that work with Chakotay? Like Yeah. What like, does, uh,
0: did they get to know each other because they're trying to protect the same world? Or is that a little too incestuous?
1: I think it's a little incestuous. I think I, I think it would be interesting to kind of have to show how vast that buffer zone was going to be between the Cardassians and the Federation. Ooh, okay, okay. Like, how, how okay. many worlds it actually included.
0: Like, maybe it even takes Chakotay by surprise. You're fighting for that way over there? Wow, mm-hmm. that's light years away. I had no idea that was even happening.
1: Yeah, I think uh, it could be even, like, uh, where it's just, like, maybe he even says something like, well, I'm coming from an ancestral home that's been there for hundreds of years, if not longer. And it's like, you're coming from a colony that's only fifty years old. Yeah. And he says he's like, he's like, How is that any different? It's still my home.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. My family planted their roots here. And maybe they were some of the first people to settle on that planet. So it matters just as much to him as it does Chicote. Maybe that's in a in essence how they start to bond.
1: Yeah, I th- I think that that's that's definitely a way to go. But so what's like how do they how do they meet? Like what's the situation? Yeah. Do they meet on a mission? Do they do they prepare for a mission together? Do they meet in battle? You know, what's what's happening here?
0: I think one thing that we can do possibly is show just how versatile Ayala is, knowing that now in hindsight, where he impresses Chicote so much with his skill set that Chicote says, "Okay, I want you." As my first officer. Nobody else even comes close. Because, I mean, with the Maquis, they're taking whoever they can get. Ayala has some serious skills. So Chakotay, he knows a good thing when he sees it and says, okay, you're coming with me. So they got to have some sort of adventure together.
1: We got to start with an adventure. It's got to be friends through fire and...
0: Yes. So are they in a space battle? Are they... Oh, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to fend off a Cardassian attack? What's going on here?
1: I say heist.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: I say a a heist on a Cardassian ship, where they oh, have I to like infiltrate it. the ship and either get information or get a piece of technology, a MacGuffin, something, a MacGuffin hmm. that will help the the effort of the Maquis.
0: I kind of like the idea of a little bit of uh, espionage. Let's get some information.
1: Yeah, I like that too.
0: Okay, okay. So maybe it's uh, Sveta, if that's how you say her name. <laughs> she has set up these two on a blind date to go on this mission. <laughs> it's like, I'm okay, putting okay. you together and you together and you guys are going to go do this.
1: And maybe Chicote's is a little little miffed about that, where he said he's like, why won't you let me pick my own person? Yeah. Um, you know, like, I can't go into something like this blind i need to be able to trust the individual that i'm with and they need to be able to trust me
0: and so then sveta says well you trust me don't you trust me this is the person you need with you on this mission so then chakotay is going to be okay with that okay
1: so as they so do they they have to meet beforehand do they maybe chakotay has to go pick up ayala okay So, like, since this is Chakotay, we got to do it from Chakotay's perspective. Sure. And so, so I say that, like, he's just recruited. Sveta just recruits him and says, like, okay, uh, maybe, like, Valjean's not even mentioned yet.
0: I have a feeling that doesn't even exist yet. I think toward the end of the story, when he does have, or when he does trust Ayala and he knows that he's going to get a ship, we end the story with him saying, I want you to be my first officer.
1: Ooh, what if this is how they get the Valjean?
0: <gasps> Ooh. Oh, good idea.
1: Like they're actually going to get a ship. Like okay. somehow it was maybe it was captured by the Cardassians, or maybe yeah. it's in a stronghold, or maybe they didn't know that they were gonna find it or, or something like that. Like maybe that like maybe they go for information.
0: Ooh, they go in for information and they come out with the ship in the, with their escape.
1: Yeah. And then and Svetch is just like, you guys found it? Do you want to be the captain in XO? And two big thumbs up, you know, something like that. There
0: you go. And the only caveat maybe is that whatever situation they're in where they escape, the engine burns out. And so then <laughs> that kind of incorporates to that line that Bolana says in Caretaker, you know, how can I be creative with this 35-year-old rebuilt engine?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. So then you bring Which Galana
0: says, into the fold eventually, and she has to rework this thing and make it operable again after they nearly destroy it. Something adventurous like that.
1: Something like that. Yeah, we're like where yeah. they escape. They burn out the engine, and then they say like, "Okay, well, the, like thanks for the ship, Sveta, but it needs a new engine." She's like, "Well, I don't have a new engine. That. Yeah, I don't have a new engine, but something that's going to be new to you." <laughs>
0: yeah 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 okay cool cool so we've got some pieces together now
1: i don't know much about the valjean like i don't know its backstory like did it used to be a federation ship or was it something else or uh, i'm not quite sure
0: you know what i was kind of thinking is maybe it's like a small i don't want to say it's a cargo ship because it's a smaller ship but it's some i want to say it's of cardassian origin you know, it it really does belong to the Cardassians. I
1: think I'm going to call the call a flag on that play. I, I think okay. it it does... I don't think it looks anything close to a Cardassian design. So I feel like because... I'm sure that there's listeners out there who know the entire backstory of the Valjean from some source or whatever. But let's say it was... Maybe it's a, it was made by people who were annexed by the Cardassians or something like that. Okay. So... So like it was, uh, you know, how, how do I put this? I, I don't want to make it of Cardassian design, but maybe it's in Cardassian purview where they, uh, okay, like they're occupying, like they occupied Bajor, they were occupying some other place and stole their technology and kept their ships and everything like that.
0: Okay. Okay. That makes some sense. Because really, I, I'm trying to think, do we actually know the origin of the Valjean? I don't think we do. <laughs> I'm going to go on Memory Alpha later and probably kick myself, but it's our canon. We do what we want. It's it's yeah. going to be some world that we. it doesn't really matter where it came from. It's just it got occupied into Cardassian hands. So, all right, cool. So then they're doing this as a victory for the Maquis, recapturing what does not belong to the Cardassians.
1: There you go. There you go. There you go. Dig I it. like that. So even if it was Federation, then it was captured by the Cardassians or something like that. And the Maquis stole it back. So there you go. Whatever, however cool, it goes. Cool. Yeah.
0: All right. So if they're going in though for a little bit of espionage, what are they trying to learn?
1: That's key, right? It's got. It's yeah. got to be something that helps the effort. It's got to be something. Hmm. I wonder. Like how? How espionage ish do we make it? Like, it, <laughs> is it like? Do we ma- want to make it boring? Like location of fleets. Or location of where they, you know, facilities? Or is it personal information of one of the legates or something hmm. that that people don't want to get out and they use it as blackmail or they use it for, I don't know, something like that.
0: I feel like we could go in with a fairly boring intent and then things get, like, all hell breaks loose as soon as they are there. Maybe they're just trying to figure or find a a plan of where massive Cardassian stores are so that they can raid them. Okay. I mean something like that where it's it's a fairly routine should be a fairly routine mission is going to be extraordinarily helpful. Weaken the Cardassians, strengthen the Maquis, only of course it's not gonna be that simple.
1: Alright, so let's let's go with that where we say that it is something for the supply lines. Okay, like we figure out where the supply lines, if we can help cut it off or even steal some, that's going to help us out. And yep. when they actually get to the ship and they hack the records, they find personal logs of like tons of maybe they hack it like maybe they find something from the obsidian obsidian order. Ooh, and yeah. And they're just like, "Holy crap, the obsidian order has has dirt on their own people." And this is insane. <laughs>
0: So they're busy downloading everything they can get. They came in for one thing, but by just even by being able to hack in and get the information they wanted, they end up getting a whole lot more.
1: And maybe that causes some friction between Chicote and Ayala, Ayala because maybe Ayala is just like, "No, we need this," and Chicote's like, "Stick to the mission. Let's just get what you know we came for. Then we can get out of here. Like this is taking right. up too much time."
0: Right so then yeah, well, I like I okay, I like that aspect of the friction where you're creating a little bit of a challenge and they do need to be I guess a little bit at odds at some point um, because by getting more information, they're putting themselves at greater risk. Aren't they yes. already at enough risk? They're on a Cardassian ship for crying out loud. If they get captured, they're gonna be tortured, possibly killed.
1: And what if they because they waited so long, their shuttle was found, and, yes. destro- and destroyed.
0: Yeah. So then now there's a massive manhunt on the ship to capture them. They know that the Cardassians know that they've been infiltrated. And right. so now we're on a little bit of a like a cat and mouse kind of thing. A little chase.
1: I'm imagining it going like how Data and Picard were going through the scimitar in Nemesis. Where, uh, okay. you know, like they're they're battling left and right. They're shooting rifles. And then all of a sudden they go to the shuttle bay and they shoot the doors open of okay. the shuttle bay. You know, like I've just imagined a chase kind of like that.
0: They got to break the heck out.
1: Or do we get them captured where they have their bonding experience from being captured?
0: Hmm. But if they get captured, it's a lot more difficult to have them escape.
1: Eh. <laughs> it's Star Trek, it happens all the time.
0: Uh, y- well, it's true. I mean, you can make your heroes do whatever they want, I understand that. But logistically, I'm not sure how we make that happen. I, I'm just not that smart today. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, if I mean, if you don't want to, that's fine. I think, like, regardless, I think we could either just say, like, okay, they're captured. They have that whole great escape, Steve McQueen bonding experience where okay. you know brothers in arms get together and then they find their way out,
0: Ooh, whatever idea. ways that is. What if? Okay, so the manhunt is on, right? Chicoté and Ayala are doing their best to escape. Chicote sees the Valjean and says, okay, this is our ticket out. But Ayala says, they're going to shoot us down the moment we get out into space. That's that's a little too simple. And Chicote says, the quicker we move, the better we are. What if Ayala uses some of his ingenuity to sabotage the Cardassian ship just enough to give them a fighting chance to escape? But Chicote does not know that. He does not know what Ayala did until... They're out there and suddenly, oh my God, they're not even acting. What's going on? And then Ayala tells him what he did, and Chicote says, "That is some serious ingenuity, sir.
1: I, I, I think that's, uh, that's good up and to a point. I don't think there really needs to be any kind of mystery there where like suspense, wh- man. Well, what's his motivation from keeping it from Chicote? You know?
0: There's only time to act. He cannot explain what he's doing while he's doing it. He just needs to do it. He's like, trust me, I'll explain later. But we don't know what it is, and we don't even know if they're going to live.
1: I I think the thing with me is that I... Hate that rationale in television because you only <laughs> you only see that in television where it's just like no time to explain. We've got to get moving. We just have to act. And then like every single time, I'm just like, you just took seven seconds to say that. You <laughs> you could have said, I disabled the force field in less than seven seconds.
0: Right. You know, okay. Like that kind of thing. All right. All right. You can shoot this one down then.
1: <laughs> what? I, okay. Here's here. What? If, what if you think about this? Okay. So they get really pissed at each other because ayala was just like let's download this and chakotay's like no we're gonna get caught this is bs this sucks like we need to get going and they run away what if ayala gets caught mm. but chakotay doesn't and chakotay is the one that actually ends up going back for ayala freeze him then they get in the the valjean and ayala's like i'm the reason why i got captured you could have left me and is like, leave no man behind, and <laughs> and then like from that moment on, I is like, okay, I am your right hand man, I owe you.
0: And so then Chakotay says, well, then you can uh, repay your debt by being my first officer, or something like that.
1: Like once actually, like Feta says, like okay, it's your ship, and then like okay. they have that conversation. Okay,
0: I love all of that with one possible exception, because you said Chakotay comes back. For Ayala, what if Chakotay just stays behind on the ship? He finds a way to hide, and then, like, he's not going to go back into the ship. He's not going to escape oh, no. and come back.
1: That's not what I meant. Yeah, what you're okay. saying is what I meant.
0: Okay, 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 because that makes a lot more sense, but he refuses to leave without Ayala, so. Yes. Okay, we're on the same page. That's good. So, okay, I like that, and then that forges their trust. That establishes their relationship. Cool.
1: I kind of think that's our episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We went through it fairly quickly. We didn't go through every nitty-gritty detail, but that makes enough sense to me.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so, like so as a recap, Ayala is already in. He uh, leaves his his family behind, just like so many other Maquis, but just uh, with a little bit more of extremes. Jacote is uh, recruited by Sveta into the Maquis and says, like, okay, you have an espionage mission, Ayala's gonna be your your teammate, go get this information infiltrate the ship they infiltrate the ship they find more than they bargain for and try to download all the information but of course it takes too long Ayala gets kidnapped gets captured uh Chakotay stays behind waits for the right moment and breaks them out they find a, a they need a ship to break out they find the Jean Valjean they get out blast through find their way back to Sveta Sveta's like you guys thank you for the ship it's now your <laughs> ship Shikote says, "Okay, well, you owe me one. You got to be my XO," and Iola says, "Gladly." And then, boom, we have a little tease where they talk about the engine and yeah. uh, where about how it, you need a, you need a, a crackerjack engineer in order to fix this.
0: That's right, and we all know who that is—one of your favorites.
1: And there you go. That's the episode. What do we call it?
0: What do we call it? Should we leave it up to our listeners?
1: Ah! No, I want to name this one. I want to name this one. Oh, you do? Okay. Hmm. So what's a good Voyager name? Like, Voyager had a lot of single word names, right?
0: Well, I was thinking it's got to be one word, right?
1: Right? It's Voyager. So
0: one (laughs) word and it's got to be one heck of a word.
1: Infiltration.
0: Infiltration. Okay. That's better than the more direct espionage. (laughs) 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 Infiltration. Yeah, that's a very Voyager-esque title. Yes. Yes. It doesn't say much about forging their relationship it's more about the mission. Mhm. So if there's some sort of word that comes out that explains their dynamic coming together that would be great.
1: Maybe a dual pur- a dual purpose.
0: Yes. Yeah, dual meaning would be awesome. What can we do there? How clever are we live to tape? Here we go.
1: <laughs> so if if infiltration is just about the mission. Yeah. Like you said we need something about the building of Friendship, so brothers in arms, something like that. Mm.
0: Mm. That's a Deep Space Nine title, right there it is what to- you just did. You're,
1: you're very much right. You're yeah. yeah that's, that's yeah. pretty accurate.
0: <laughs> it's tougher being limited to just one word.
1: So f- friendship is too basic. That's yeah. yeah. No. You know no. I you know what? Yeah. No, I want to stick with infiltration. I I like that one.
0: Okay. All right. I'm okay with that. We'll go with it. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, there you go, folks. That's our episode. Thank you so much for listening. As we talked about at the top of the show, make sure to go to the nerdparty.com slash contact, select, punch it from the drop down menu, fill out the form, and it'll send us an email. And you can find us on social media all over the place. You can find out all of our outlets by going to the nerdparty.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Anywhere. And you can listen to our episodes by going to the nerdpodcom slash punch it. And from there, you can find us on Sprecher, on iHeartRadio, on uh, Stitcher, on iTunes, everywhere. We are everywhere. So please subscribe <laughs> and tell your friends about us. And if you have the time, which I know you do, take the five seconds and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does mean a lot to us.
0: Yes, please. That's one of the best ways that you can support the show. And it's free. It takes about not even five minutes
1: Not even, not even. So next week is going to be a heck of a lot of fun because we're going to be doing another Punch It story and whatever that is, we're going to continue to punch it.
0: Ready for warp, sir.
1: Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.